Welcome to the podcast full of lifelong Indomitang Shu fans. This is Buccaneer Great <laughs> Ben There's Solak. Only two of us. You <laughs> this can't is... throw that on me. <laughs> <laughs> I can do whatever I want, right? I'm the host. This I'm is in my charge. podcast. I'm going to intro it however I want. And right now, this is a fan podcast for Buccaneer Great Indomitang Shu. Is it? Do you pronounce the G? I thought it was Indomitian. And there was no oh, yeah, G. Yeah, it is. It's Indomitian. Yeah. Yes. You're right. That's, see, that's why I have noted lifelong Indomitian Sioux fan. Benjamin Solak <laughs> here with me. Okay, here's the funny thing. Here's what's interesting. Like, firstly, when I today, like, I tried to remember where Sue was drafted, like where he first played. It took me a whole second. Bro, come because on. Because he's, he's bounced around so much. How old right? are you? Well, at first I thought I was like uh, Miami, but that was another story with the second contract. He was drafted by Detroit. It feels like years ago I this dude a, played for Detroit. I need Detroit. a soundboard. I need a soundboard just with Tony saying he's a little on the young side every time you reveal your age with something you don't know. You can't You can't tell me it doesn't feel like a long, long I time I would have told ago. you Detroit in 2.5 seconds. Okay, well, I just like it took me a second. All I'm saying here 2. is— 2.5 isn't that fast. So what I meant to say was 2.5 milliseconds. Okay. All I know is this. Yeah, this is my guy. My guy in 2010 rookie season was all pro. My guy was defensive rookie of the year. And I don't think anybody at that time was like, yeah, within the next eight decade, within the next eight years, nine years, he'll play on three more different teams. You know what I mean? Like that's wild that the Indomitian Sioux we saw 2010, 2011 has been on three different teams in the past five years. That's bananas to me. Like, that's crazy, remembering how he was, how dominant he was with the Lions. Do you remember who the number one pickup was of that draft? 2010? Yes. Bradford. No. Yep. Yes, it was. Bradford, Sue, and then McCoy. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I was thinking yeah, it was yeah, Cam. So, yeah. oh, was, how young are you? I was thinking it was you Cam. No, I'm not young. I'm just an idiot. Yeah, okay. <laughs> See, you can't tr- you difference. can't troll me if I troll myself. All right. So, we're we got some more draft mulligans for you guys. We're going over the 2019 NFL draft still. I know you guys I've heard people say, "Hey, when are you going to change over to 2020? We're going to get there. Calm down. Easy, Tiger. It's just like a month after the draft. Right. We're going to get there." And the most important thing to remember with that is like we can't change over to 2020 until we watch like a decent amount of 2020 That's guys, true. which We've like I've watched a couple, but I I've also taken naps and like eaten for the first time in a couple months. So <laughs> actually, give me a second. I I watched a lot of one LSU safety Grant Delpit oh. for my five play prospect, which is out right now on the draft net. Well, it depends when you're listening to this because I actually put the podcast out at midnight, and I'm probably not going to post the article until like six a.m. So if you're listening to this between midnight and 6 a.m eastern time like an idiot then you are then you're probably not going to see the grand delpit article but if you happen to be after that go to the draftnetwork.com read my five play prospect is the first one on a 2020 guy grant delpit is really effing good and uh if you're listening to this on wednesday there may or may not there's no way of knowing for sure uh, be some Twitch content coming your way this evening stay tuned at draft network llc on twitter uh twitch.tv backslash the draft network for Twitch, uh, which alludes to 2020 prospects. So maybe maybe just hold your horses and uh, go on Twitch tonight 
on Wednesday. Cincinnati Bengals are the first team that we're talking about today. Uh, We're doing four more draft balls. So good at transitions. Doing four more draft mulligans. And the Cincinnati Bengals are the first team that I drew out of the magical hat. Cincinnati's draft, which people do forget this, was bad. (laughs) Started off with Jonah Williams. That was the good. That was the good. Drew Sample was after that. Not great. Jermaine Pratt, very not great. Ryan Finley, God, why? Rennell Wren. What are we doing? Rennell Wren, which has been a popular Jeff Mulligan choice from myself and Benjamin Solak. Uh, Michael Jordan, not the basketball player. Also not Michael B. Jordan, the actor. Just Michael Jordan, the guard from Ohio State. They picked him in the fourth round. Then we actually had the part of the draft that I liked, which was the sixth round. Travion Williams. Always good news. Deshaun Davis. Rodney Anderson, and then Jordan Brown, the cornerback from South Dakota State, rounded it out. Um, yeah, Ben, I think people already know my thoughts on this draft. It wasn't good. Yeah, this ain't it. What and, are your and, thoughts? I mean, I when I went to go pick a, a draft mulligan, I had a whole 2.5 seconds, whatever time frame we're taught, we've used as the theme of this podcast. It took me all 2.5 seconds to reconcile with the fact that that the, the Cincinnati Bengals really took Drew Sample at 52. Okay, that's so, a, so like, that's a thing. I, I wanted to change the Sample one. Like, I, I immediately, because right, I, I knew this draft class off the top of my head, not all of it, but even before I looked at it, I was like, oh, they picked Sample in the second round in, like, the 50s. Like, I'm going to change that right. for sure. But, like, this team, this team really could have used two very good offensive linemen. I think Jonah was a correct pick for them at 11, especially. I, I think they could have gone linebacker, but you got to remember, they missed out on both Devons. Devin Bush and Devin White. So making yeah. Jonah Williams at 11, I think, made a lot of sense. And then at 52, I would have had no problem with them even taking a second offensive lineman. But all the good ones are gone by 52. So I was kind of like, ah, oh, fart. Um, I don't really know what to change here. And I actually didn't change the Drew Sample pick as much as I would have liked to. Heretic. Did you? Yes, I did. Did you call me a heretic? I did. They just drew Sample at 52. It's bad. Yeah, I why. get it. That's abysmal. That's terrible. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Hot shot. Who are you changing it with? <laughs> See, you're gonna be so pissed because you think that you have a chance, but you don't. Because I changed it to DeKalen. I changed it to DK. AJ Green and Tyler Boyd <laughs> are both on contract years, and this team did not draft a wide receiver. John Ross, Josh Malone, on and Tate Cody Core, and you did not draft a wideout. You got two of your only two good players are both on contract years and DeKalen's on the board at 52 and you didn't take him. Get out of town. Metcalf all day. All right, so A.J. Green is 30 years old. He turns 31 at the end of July. Is A.J. Green a Cincinnati Bengal 365 days from this moment? Yes or no? Uh, Probably no. Not because they don't try to give him the money, but because he wants to get TF out of there. Are you kidding me? Go win a championship, young man. Damn. <laughs> Cincinnati. Who wants to be in Cincinnati anymore? You know, like, this is his second contract with the Bengals. He's done his time in terms of, like, being there for them to put a championship roster around them. They have not done it. Now, they obviously have changed infrastructure, right? But let's not forget, I mean, this team could not hire a defensive coordinator. Nobody wants to come here. See, I, I think Green's out. I think I think he will take significantly less money. Not, like, a ton, but significantly less money to play for a competitor. I wasn't gonna end that. Uh, I wasn't gonna end that anti-Cincinnati rant at all because I wanted to let you go, so Bengals fans could absolutely hate you because that's what I need. 
All I, need... I care about is that you said, okay, well, Big Shot, who are you changing sample to? And I had Metcalf. Yeah, the Metcalf pick was a good one. I'm changing the Ryan Finley pick because, I mean, if you Okay, pick, if, I won't argue with that. If you're picking a quarterback at 104, what are you... I, I just... No. Um, if you need a quarterback, invest one higher than that. I, I uh, so Again, so I kind of alluded to this before. I would have picked a good offensive lineman. Like if Dalton Reisner would have been there, for example, like I would have picked Reisner for sure uh, mm-hmm. in the second round, even after the Jonah Williams pick. So, you know, when I look at Cincinnati team, the interior is just not great. And like I'm even looking at it right now with Williams already plugged in there. And Hart, Glenn, Miller, Price played terrible too. Like they were just bad last year. So adding another offensive lineman, I think probably uh, would have been well warranted. And so I'm switching out Ryan Finley with Drew Samia. We've done this a lot over this draft, uh, draft right. Mulligan series, taking Drew Samia. But I think both of us really like him. And I would have really liked Drew Samia on this Bengals team for sure because I've talked about this before. His versatility from playing right guard or right tackle, which he did both of while he was at Oklahoma. So. That's why I would have picked there. I just, man, just like Williams wasn't enough. I just don't think Williams was enough. I don't, I don't know how much of a big difference we're going to see on this offensive line with just Williams. I think it was the right pick, but man, in order to feel the or reap the rewards of that first round pick there, I think that you're going to have to put some other players around him. Um, I agree. Texans, Texans are up next. Ben, people forget this. Uh oh. Titus Howard was the third offensive lineman taken in this draft. It ain't good. I wonder who I'm changing. Titus Howard is their first pick at 23. Then they went Lonnie Johnson, Max Sharping, Kale Waring, Charles Amenehue, Xavier Crawford, Colin Gillespie. I'm going to be furious. It's bad. I'm going to be irate. When we're halfway through the season and some NFL talking head national guy goes, oh, the Houston Texans draft class, which was heavily criticized at the time, actually turns out pretty nicely because like one of Kahale Warning or Charles Amen, who is actually playing well, and Titus Howard and Max Sharping are just starting. Listen and up, they don't know head. how to evaluate Listen play. up, talking head, whoever you are. We don't take that kind of subtweeting bullcrap around here. You come on the podcast and you say that to our face. So that we can respond with Titus Howard is still bad. I'm calling you out. I don't even know who you are yet. Come on Preemptively, anonymously calling you out. I changed the Titus Howard pick. Wow, I'm shocked. The reason I did it is because Cody Ford and Jawan Taylor were both still on the board when they made this selection. And people forget that. and, And now they remember. Here's my question to you. Because we talked about this a little bit in recap of round one. How much of the Texans taking Titus Howard at 23 was a panic move from they thought Dillard was going to make it one more pick and then Philadelphia moved out in front of them and took okay, Dillard and they were just like... You spend you spend the whole season, offseason, creating a board so you don't panic. I hear you. And I, 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 I even kind of sympathize to that a little bit, at least for, I sympathize to you saying it, not them actually right. doing it. But it just, it doesn't make any sense, man. Titus Howard is a guy who played at Alabama State. Clearly a guy who you like, who has what everybody would say is quote-unquote all the tools, right? He's, he moves pretty well. He's got the length. He's got the size. Okay, great. You have offensive tackles who have played better competition, like who have better tape. Attacks. 
Yeah. How and that's why I just don't you like they've got to think that Titus Howard's ceiling is like Tyron Smith and he's just not there yet. And the only reason he lasted at 23 is because he's not there yet. And they're taking like the risk of a lifetime because Cody Ford, Jawan Taylor, Dalton Reisner, those guys are plug and play way better than Howard is. And if you're talking about you having a good coach to develop him, develop those guys. I didn't. I just from from start to finish. I don't get the logic of the Titus Howard pick. I right. just don't. And, Especially and, and, coming from the first round of a team that's got to start him and play him early. There you go. Sorry, you could talk. No, it's fine. And like my thing with the panic thing is like, yeah, I I don't buy it at first, like intellectually, because it just doesn't make any sense. We know this team does a ton of work, et cetera, et cetera. They, you know, you you go to say, well, they obviously must have had Titus Howard ranked above Cody Ford and Gray and and, and Dolan Reisner and and Jawan Taylor. But then it's the question of like gun to your head, you know, like asking you right now, how many times do you think the Texans ran through this hypothetical scenario? Dillard is off the board. Jonah Williams is off the board. Cody Ford is falling, and we don't know why. Jawan Taylor is falling, and we don't know why. And Titus Howard is still there. Like That's the big question. Because if they know why Ford is falling, then maybe they also have that reason. They're also like, oh, he should also fall because we think he's a guard. But if they don't know why he's falling, then I think you enter a panic state. Because if you haven't prepared for that eventuality, where like you know you were positive Hollywood Brown was going to be gone in the first 20 picks, well, turns out he's there at 23. You haven't like planned for these? You know, talked about the contingencies. That's where I think panic sets in. But the thing with Howard, like, I do not care how highly ranked you have him. There is no way you can possibly tell me that the Alabama State offensive tackle needs the same amount of development as the Florida tackle or the Kansas State tackle or the Oklahoma tackle. You have had awful offensive lines for multiple years. Do you as a general manager really believe you can develop Do you? Do you, you shouldn't. It? You should not. And so I the Titus Howard pick to me is just fundamental front office and coaching staff not being on the same page, not understanding each other, where their strengths are, where their weaknesses are, and then making a pick that like makes no sense. And if you look at the Texans first round draft picks in recent history, they're so good. Whitney Merciless, J.J. Watt, Dagan Clowney, Dwayne Brown, right? Like, they've had incredible first-round selections. And then Howard is just like, I have no idea. And so I, I I gave him Juwan Taylor. I gave them almost any offensive tackle who went in the first 75 picks over Titus Howard. Absurd. Yeah, I, I, I gave him Cody Ford. If Titus Howard comes out and starts right away and, and is solid on the left tackle and is incredible and has a great long career, they're going to have to redo – or they're going to have to make a sequel to the hockey movie Miracle, and Miracle 2 is going to be about Titus Howard being worth the 23rd overall selection. Yeah, ESPN 30 for 30. How Titus Howard uh, proved two illustrious podcasters and lifelong Domkin Sioux fans wrong. This is true. This is very true. Tennessee Titans up next. Titans draft looked a little like this. I was not expecting the Titans draft to look like this. I, you know, I'm just going to come out and say it right there. Jeffrey Simmons ended up getting picked 19th overall by this team. Then they picked Arthur Brown, which is, you know, A.J. Brown. Yep. Uh, Nate it's Davis. It's funny because their uh, offensive coordinator's name is Arthur Smith. So Arthur Smith and Arthur Brown just hanging out, being Arthurs. What do you think? Arthur's, like, not a common name? I think of one thing when I think of Arthur, and it's an aardvark that's animated that was on PBS when I was, like, five. Arthur's the most common name on Earth. Read a book for once. Okay. 
Sharp. Nate Davis, that's from a movie. Do you know what it's from? It's. I mean, I don't... Jesus, Tony, how young is this kid? It sounds familiar. Amani Hooker was after that, DeAndre Walker, and then David Long. The linebacker from West Virginia, not the cornerback. They didn't get the cornerback in the sixth round. That would have been good. Ben, what did you think of this draft? Where are you going with your change? Getting David Long in the in the uh, sixth round. The West Virginia guy is also good. Uh, yeah. Trevor, I'm here to tell you that I refuse to do a mulligan on the Tennessee Titans. This is my second favorite draft behind the Seattle Seahawks. They made six selections. They did not reach once against my board. Every single one of their picks was on value. I like all of them. I don't want to change a single one. Goodbye forever. Wow. You know yeah, what? Spice things up a little bit. You know what? I'm gonna accept this. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just... accept this. Listen, because the only change that I could have made, and the the change that I would have made, is switching out Ben Powers for Nate Davis, and that's it. Just because, just yeah, and I had Davis above Powers. Honestly, and that would have just been for the sake of making the switch, because I know that Tennessee wants to run a lot of power stuff, and they want to still be. Right. You know, kind of run base, and I think Powers would be a good yeah, fit for that. So the but, only thing I could have talked myself into, and I'm being like dead serious. The only thing is they probably needed an edge more badly than they needed a safety. So maybe they should have drafted an edge in the fourth right, round. But like who, what edges? What, but what right. edges were better than Amani? No, I, I agree. Like, Amani is yeah. great value, and also DeAndre Walker is great value in the fifth if you know you're going to get him. So, like, maybe I think they should have prioritized Edge a little bit more. And, like, behind Amani was our favorite. Uh, actually, no, Amani was one pick ab- uh, behind Christian Miller, so I couldn't even get him. So it's like. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I have nothing I it's want to It's a great draft, man. Draft. I thought and, and they And they addressed need really, really well. All the picks attack need. So I love it. Good job, John Robinson. You did well. I like John all Robinson. Of his looks drafts. like John Robinson looks like friend of the podcast Owen Reese. By the way, oh go, really? Go, go put their go put their pictures up next to each other. I mean, Owen's more well, handsome. But I'll just grab my my framed photo of Owen that I've got on my desk, and now John Robinson from Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> rounding, I got you with that one. We're that rounding out this podcast with the team that selected. Not, you know what? I'm not even going to say that. As 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 lifelong Dominican Sioux fans of now Buccaneer great and Dominican Sioux, they stole him from Tampa Bay. And you know what? I, they just delayed destiny. So I'm not even going to give Detroit the credit that they deserve for drafting him. I'm just going to say that they did a bad job doing that. So the Trevor, team, you say you say whatever you need to the say. The team, buddy. the team that stole. Sue away from his own destiny nine years ago took TJ Hawkinson eight overall then Jelani Tavai Will Harris Austin Bryant Amani I almost said Amani Hooker Amani Arwarie Travis Fulgham Ty Johnson Isaac Nauta JP Johnson JP Johnson was Ben and I I think that you're gonna remember this because you favorited this tweet um when I called him Big Peach Oh heck that? yeah, I love Big Peach. Also, it's PJ Johnson. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, PJ Johnson. I don't remember what Peach. I said. Listen, Big Peach. This young man is 335 pounds, Juco, one year at Arizona. He never, I think, exited the hashes off tape. He just listen, I have a range, baby, and it's between these hash marks. I don't go outside of them. He was the most space eater of all space eaters. I love him. He's super like happy go lucky dude. Weird draft, I thought. 
Um, yeah, weird's another way to say bad. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, go ahead. Go off. Go off, um, kid. Yeah, so I like I love TJ Hawkinson, and I was in love from the moment I turned on his tape. I said, this guy's, you know, blue chip tight end prospect. He's going to be up there in my grade. Why's got to be a blue chip? Because that's the terminology. What I don't about, know. like, red um, chips? But that's a different. That means, like, a high character guy or something like that. What Listen, what he's about green good. Chips? It's, it's a good player, Trevor. Um, Hawkinson, I knew, like, I knew he'd be up there with where I eval, like, O.J. Howard. Like, I knew mm. he was going to be, like, a top 15 player. Um, but the Hold value of tight end in the top 10, I don't love. I'm Are you it. changing TJ? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm talking about it. So that's why I don't love that value. I was not a huge Jelani Tavai fan. I get why he works for them. I'm, I think he landed in a good spot with Patricia. I don't love him. Will Harris, I really do not enjoy his tape. Uh, there's only one safety in college football, I thought, who hated contact even more than Will Harris. That was his teammate, Lucas Dennis. Uh, they just did not tackle well. They did not look to, to hit anybody. They were, I thought it was pretty soft. Uh, and then, like, uh, Brian Arawarie, Ty Johnson, Isaac Nata. Like, I could get around those picks. But, again, it's later picks. Speaking of I landed, Travis Fogelman, I hear you. Yeah, I landed on uh, changing Will Harris because I think that, that the safety class really had some better options left at the spot mm-hmm. uh, where they could have improved on Will Harris. And they kind of need to figure out what they're doing in terms of their safety position because – Obviously, last year, they, they bring in Tracy Walker, the third-round pick out of Louisiana Lafayette. Now, he needs time. Is he ready? Because they lost um, Glover Quinn. Glover Quinn's out of the building now, right? And so it's Miles Killebrew who never really hashed out. It's Quandre Diggs, who I think is more of a better nickel player than he was, really a traditional safety. They've got a lot to work on there. And, and so I think that there's a couple names that stick out to me. Obviously, we've given Chauncey to a lot of people. Chauncey would have been available at 105, but also... Or excuse me, at, 81. Yeah, at 105. 81 is where yeah, Will Harris. Yeah, would have been available at 81. He was selected at 105. Yeah. Right, thank you. Um, but You're also, welcome. Mike Edwards, uh, Tampa Bay, 99, is a player that I definitely would have taken over Harris. I really like Edwards' versatility. And so if that's what they were looking for, a guy who could sure. move down into the box. Walker is more of a free safety sort of a type. And then also Cardi Willis, who is available as well in the 90s Michigan State is a player who I think I would prefer to Harris. And so really any of those three guys, I didn't want to just pick Johnson because I picked him a lot, but like I think a Mike Edwards, long-term starter at Kentucky, again, super versatile, really nice instincts in the short zones, would have made more sense for them as their strong safety uh, than a guy like Will Harris. Ben, what's the most important part of defense? Edge. Edge! Pass rush. You're correct! Defensive end. Guess who the Lions should have picked instead of TJ Hawkinson? Brian Burns. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I got, I like Brian Burns in a New England defense. I tried to sell that to, I think, Miami, and they did not like it. Whatever, so. dude. I'm out here just trying to, I'm out here picking good football players. If you misuse them, that's on you. I don't care. I'd take Brian Trevor with, with the with the ultimate draft network approach. Listen, I ranked him well. The team just used him wrong. Listen, listen, brother. I have not missed on a prospect in five years. What can I say? Go Hit back rate is hundred percent. Hit rate is one hundred percent. No, I would have picked Brian Burns, man. I, I just think you know they got Trey Flowers. They've already got snacks. They've got Sean Hand. They've got other guys that they could put in the middle. Um, I just think it makes total sense. You, you're really kind of completing that defensive line if you bring in another pass rush presence like Brian Burns. Uh, I think the return on the position is a lot better for an edge guy of his caliber, of his skill set. 
And I like TJ Hawkinson a lot. I think TJ Hawkinson is going to be a really good player for him. But if you're asking me to make a mulligan, even though there are other spots in their draft that I like less than the Hawkinson pick, I think there's a there's the higher reward and the bigger impact on an important position, a really important position in the game, if you give him Brian Burns. So that's where I would have went with it. Thoughts? Never going to complain about Brian Burns being the, being the pick. Never going to complain about that once. I do wonder what that front four would look like, so I'm not sold. But that's a scheme bickering for another time. It is. Speaking of another time, we have four teams left, Ben. Just four draft mulligans left. And there's no way you know who they are because of surprises. <laughs> Unless you guys are keeping score at home, which if you're keeping score at home, man, you really Dedication. love this. You, lo- you love this podcast, and I love you for it. So and we who got, can blame you? We got four teams tomorrow. Uh, we've got a Twitch stream coming tonight, which is Wednesday night. We're going to be doing... Should we tell them what we're doing? Or should we leave that for the... We're, I'll say this. It has to do with 2020, guys. And it has to do with you guys, the listeners, getting your ears on a lot more in-depth information on some of the 2020 prospects. Because we're really excited to get there. But we got four more teams we got to recap of the Draft Mulligan Series. That's coming tomorrow. Until then, keep it locked right here on Locked right On NFL Draft.